Hi, friend. Thank you for joining us at Pasture Experience Podcast. This podcast, inspired by Psalm 23, is a safe space to be honest with yourself, experience the Trinity on your own pasture journey, and join our soul-nourishing conversations wherever you are on your spiritual path. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you feel encouraged and known. Well, I'm so excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Suzanne, who is also the founder of Come As You Are Cakes, a home bakery. Um, at Suzanne, I got to meet a couple years ago when we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, um, but I invited her here today to really just, I want to hear your heart about you know, where you are in your own pasture journey, and that's the question that I ask all of our guests starting off um, and then specifically just your journey in letting go of expectations. Um, so, Suzanne, thank you for being here. Thank you this for having so me. This I'm so, so honored. I'm so honored. I'm excited to be here. I love it. I love it. Where in Psalms 23 are you most resonating right now in your own pasture journey? Well, I would say uh, for this year, as you can see, I've, I've written some things down because uh, the Lord has definitely taken us mm-hmm. through a journey in the last year. I would say um, to, if I can back up a little Absolutely. to say where I got, you know, how I got where I am now, but um, I would say 2018 was um, definitely a journey of uh, the rod and the staff yeah. and how God's rod and staff um, comforted us, comforted me as a mom, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a season of um, refining and awakening and letting go of expectations. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, things were not going the way, you know, you think they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely a season of kind of pruning some things out of our life. Um, and as God took us through that, um, this year, I'm so thankful to say that I feel like we are, um, I personally, my soul is being restored. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at in my pastor journey right now. I love that. So you've mm-hmm. gone from sort of that comforting and that discipline to now you feel that restoration. Yes. You talked about expectations. What expectations did you have for your role as a mom or even just for you individually on your spiritual journey? Yes. You know, I was raised in the church. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. And I think there's a lot of, um, I I believe, was kind of believing a lie that if I did certain things mm-hmm. and I um, raised my kids a certain way and took them to church and prayed over them and taught them scripture, that everything would turn out the way I wanted it to turn out. And which um, was, which, how was that? <laughs> what, what did that look like? What was that expectation? The expectation was, I think that, um, honestly, you know, that life would be easy mm-hmm. and that my kids would, I think I had an expectation that my kids would be little mini me's of me. <laughs> and I found out, especially as they became teenagers, woo, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Yeah. And, um, a little of uh, my personal story, and as I shared with you, uh, Becca, in different conversations we've had, is as your kids get older, you know, their story is theirs to share. Um, but as parents, we we walk it with them, and so it's our share, it's our story to share as well, mm-hmm. um, and kind of bridging what is ours to share and what is theirs to share. So I'll share some details today that I that um, 
I think are very respectful of what we went through as a family and um, what my son went through. But I have a son who uh, had shared with me about a year ago that he was really struggling with um, depression and anxiety. And it didn't just look like depression and anxiety. It looked like anger and a pulling away Mm -hmm. and some defiance. And uh, one day I was driving with him and said, you know, hey, what's what's going on with you? What's wrong? And he shared that he was really struggling and Mm -hmm. You know, as a mom, I said, oh, you know, that's so normal. Mm. It's so normal to feel that way in your hormones and everything's changing and all that. And he said, no, mom, I don't think you understand. And he mm. shared with me that he um, was had thought of taking his own life. And that flipped yeah. everything upside down for us because that's definitely not an expectation. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> you, is not what we do. <laughs> that is not what we do. Exactly. Mm. And especially with with how we'd raised them in yeah. Christian schools and all mm-hmm. that um, up until that point. How did you respond in that moment when he told you that? Um, we were driving, and so I actually pulled over <laughs> to the side of the road, not in a panic or a frenzy, mm-hmm. but just thought, wow, like, this isn't something you just, you know, casually right. tap your son on the knee and keep going. And we just kind of pulled over to a side road. And honestly, as I responded, I was praying at just, okay, Lord, this is— this is those moments you read about in other people's lives. Sure. You know, this is this is a big deal. How I respond is a big deal mm-hmm. right now. And I'm glad that the Lord led me in that because I would say it'd be my personality naturally to kind of panic and freak out. And I didn't. And I didn't, mm. thankfully. Yeah. Um, but we talked through and sat there and I asked him more specifics and everything. And we got through that moment and life went on. And my next move was, you know, Mm. calling my husband and calling a doctor and, you know, getting him the help um, that he needed. Mm -hmm. And um, part of our journey in that is that um, a few months after that happened, we ended up taking him to a treatment center, Mm -hmm. an inpatient treatment center where he was. And um, uh, that was not something we expected, you know, and I think, as you and I have talked about before, there, there was a lot of guilt and shame. um, And just the Lord pruning me of my own pride Hmm. in that and in letting realizing that, wow, this is going to be part of our journey, I wasn't expecting and how, you know, where do we go from here? So who were those um, safe people that you felt like you could talk with in this journey or or what did that look like? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that you had texted that um we'd be talking about is like how did how did Jesus meet me in that yeah. space and yeah. how did we experience his love? Mm-hmm. Um and it's interesting that today you asked who because I think we experienced his love through who's through people. Through people. Mm-hmm. And his faithfulness and and ways we had never experienced before, very specific ways that I was like, oh, wow, this can only be the Lord. But, you know, it was interesting is all of um, the, all of the the things that you think are going to happen in a moment like that, that Mm -hmm. you're going to be embarrassed, that you're, you know, what are you going to tell people? What are you going to, the people who show up and love you Mm -hmm. and sit there in, in just the messiest, most difficult season of your life, those yeah. those people are gifts, oh, you know, and so they're treasures. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we experienced church in the love of Christ in the darkest days mm-hmm. of our lives through people showing up at 
eight o'clock at night yeah. at our doorstep to pray for us. Yeah. Um, showing up while our son was gone, uh, we had redecorated his room while he was mm. gone just to have like a new space for him to come home to. Um, then the weekend before he come came home mm-hmm. to say, hey, we want to come in here and we want to pray over mm-hmm. his room and we want to bless his bed and we want to pray over his chair and we want to just mm-hmm. cover him. Mm-hmm. And so that was the love of Christ in a way that we had not experienced. Gosh, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. And when you talked about that part of like the discipline and the comfort, how did you experience Jesus in very out-of-the-box ways that maybe sometimes didn't fit in the church or in these other structures yeah. during that season. You know, um, it's interesting how when you are humbled, mm-hmm. whether, you know, because mm-hmm. I was going to say when you humble yourself, but oh. sometimes we don't humble ourselves. <laughs> sometimes we are humbled. And that was, it was an, it was an experience of humbling mm-hmm. um, and just setting aside perfection, you know, and setting aside our own expectations to go, okay, how, how do we walk in this now? how it drops you to your knees in a new way. And um, in some ways, having him at the treatment center was such a relief because I knew he was safe Mm -hmm. and I knew he was getting help. Um, There was also so much wonder and, you know, I just, he was away, but I I didn't want to quite let go of him. And Mm -hmm. so one day I prayed, uh, you know, Lord, just, if you could show me how and when to pray for him while mm. he's gone. And not that I was afraid. Of, I, I thought about him all the time, mm. but I I wanted it to be productive. Mm. Um, I think a lot, but my thoughts aren't always productive. Sure. And so like, okay, Lord, if you could show me times and ways specifically to pray. And, mm-hmm. I, and I in no way think that God is like a genie in a bottle where we just, oh, you mm-hmm. know, here, God, do this, do that. But it was so interesting praying that and how— the nearness of him mm-hmm. in that moment of insecurity and and pride and shame and mm-hmm. all those things that were in the process of being weeded out. One of my prayers was, Lord, show me how to pray and when to pray. And it was the craziest thing. Shortly before he left for the treatment center, um, he was learning to play ukulele. Okay. And he would play the same song over and over and over because it was the only song he knew. Right. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Can we maybe learn another song? And the song was Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Oh, and so he song. had the little, you know, tune and he would sing. And I mean, it's not a popular song. Yeah. It's not on the radio. But as I prayed that prayer, mm. show me, you would not, I would hear that song on the radio. Oh. I would hear that song in a, in a store would come over and that would be like my little reminder to go, okay, pray for him now. Mm. Pray for these things. Um we would find, he plays the guitar, we would find guitar picks in the most random middle of the, we have a huge driveway, in the middle of the driveway, be running in to get something, and there's a guitar pick, and it was like the Lord showing me, you know, stop and pray for him right now. Not knowing what is going on, but yeah. So there was a lot of personal things. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. that, Well, I love that that you were aware to see it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you were talking earlier about like this awakening, and I think that awakening in our journey sometimes kind of notice invites us to pay attention to to experiencing just this whole journey in out-of-the-box ways. And yeah. so I love that you're like, oh, there's a pick. Yeah. There's a and when your life is pruned down <laughs> and that, you know, you, you kind of learn like, wow, we've got a lot of mm-hmm. weeds and dead stuff and 
God starts to clip those things away and it's mm-hmm. painful. Oh yeah. You know, it's not comfortable. It's mm-hmm. not something you want to post on social media. Right, it's, you right. know, there's a real, um, just softening that happens in your heart. Mm-hmm. And when there's not a lot left mm-hmm. there, you, what is left is what's important. Completely. And so. And what's important right now? Ooh, you didn't tell me your <laughs> question. Um, I think what is important right now is living in the truth of what is. Hmm. And instead of always trying to make something the way I want it to be Hmm. or the way I thought it was going to be, but living in the truth of what is now Hmm. and realizing that God is doing something way bigger than what I think should be and choosing joy Hmm. Even in the hard mm-hmm. times, you know, not letting um, our circumstances dictate our our soul path, you mm-hmm. know, where we're going to go or how we're going to respond. Mm-hmm. I love so, that. Just yeah. being, just trusting what is. Yes. And um, just laying down in the pasture yeah. and letting him restore your soul, even if things aren't how you thought they're going to be. Right. Can you mm-hmm. share more about what that soul restoration has looked like for you? Mm. Like how is Suzanne's heart, how is your soul feel different now than before when you wanted everything perfect? Mm-hmm. I think it's literally like opening your hands. I know that can be cliche sure. a little bit. Instead of holding on to everything, it's opening your hands. It's letting myself off the hook. Hmm. It was saying more about that. What does that look yeah, like? Yeah, I think just the expectations that we put on ourselves yeah. or the perceived expectations that others mm-hmm. have on us mm-hmm. that maybe are or aren't there. Mm-hmm. Whether we grab onto an expectation that some, maybe that is an expectation, but just to go, you know, got to let myself off the hook. Mm-hmm. I have to let other people off the yeah. hook. Letting... Letting other people be on their own journey, which you're so good at, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of trying to fix and change and make better and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wrapping everything up with Mm -hmm. a pretty bow. Mm -hmm. No bows. (laughs) Yeah. No bows. Wildflowers. Yes. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I've been set free um, of a lot of things and um, it's been pretty great. Mm -hmm. I love that. What does freedom feel like in your body? Like, where do you notice it? Ooh, um, mm, lots of places. Probably in my, I, mm, probably my gut, maybe my shoulders. Okay. You know, just kind of let it be easy. You know, let learning to let things be easy instead of, mm. I, I'm learning what's easy, what's not easy. Yeah, you know? yeah. I almost hear you choosing which thing to like fight for and which thing to just surrender and release and in that there's freedom yes which is so much easier to say but when we can tell inside of us when like you said like when you feel like there's like your guts opening your shoulders yeah so it's always easier to say it's fine it's good like you know but to really know that yes I think is so beautiful and just kind of learning to like if if something's not okay it's it's okay that it's not okay. That's yeah. it's just a chapter in a bigger story right, almost, you right. know, instead of I think before uh this experience that 
I've gone through as a mom and that our family mm-hmm. went through just, you know, holding on to everything so tight yeah. and just go and trying to fix and change and just to go, okay, this is mm-hmm. where we're at. We're moving through it, mm-hmm. you know, and letting other mm-hmm. people move through it and, and not letting, like I said, our, our circumstances dictate just your every emotion or right. holding things in your body. Right, right. Completely. Mm-hmm. We're such a society that's focused on our circumstances. So now how does that shift your perspective these days, you know, when things are going crazy and you're not in control, how does that feel different? Um, feels different. Let me think about that. Um, I'm throwing you off. You I? are <laughs> like, Dude, these are not these questions. I kind of want to look at my notes. Like, what did I write down about that? Um, you know, I think what I've realized and 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 a huge change. A friend actually said this in one of our. Uh, difficult moments. We had some friends come over and pray for us um, over this last year. And he said, you know, on our best day, Hmm. when you just feel that, you know, and Hmm. your kids are good and happy Mm -hmm. and the laundry's done and Mm -hmm. you just feel like life is, you're kind of exhaling. So on your best day, when everybody's kind of where they're supposed to be and you feel you're where you're supposed to be, Hmm. really all we have is five loaves and two fishes. Hmm. Jesus does the rest anyway, you know? And so anything good that I would have to share or sow into my children or sow into my family or Hmm. sow into a friend, it's because of what God is doing, mm-hmm. not because of what I'm doing. Mm. And that's been a big shift for me that's to take the pressure off, to let yeah. myself off the hook and going, you know, what God is doing is so, is good. Yeah. He's good. Even when circumstances aren't what I would choose, mm. he is doing a good thing. And um, that's, that's a restful yeah. thought. Yes, it does. It takes you off the hook. You just get to be. Yep. I love that. Yep. I love that. And, you know, even in little ways, I mean, just for other women and moms that are out there, like when the house is a mess and Mm -hmm. things are piling up or kids are in a phase of tantrums or whatever is just, just let yourself off the hook a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let your, let your kids off the hook a little bit. And that doesn't, you know, do what you can do, but trust sometimes in the bigger things that seem so important that God is still working and he's still moving and you can rest because of him. You can rest even in right in those seasons. Right. And you've you walked through that and you've experienced it. I mean, has experience changed everything for you? I think it has. And I was thinking about this a while back, talking to a friend, is I would never want to go through what we went through again. I bet. But I, and it, again, this sounds kind of cliche and, and silly, like, oh, it put this on a little meme or something, but I, I'm thankful to have gone through it. Hmm. I almost wish I would have gone through it sooner in my life, hmm. you know, cause I feel so much more set free yeah. than before. Is, was so. the freedom from just completely not having control and surrendering those expectations? I think so. Okay. I think so. And how yeah. is God more real to you? I mean, how is your spiritual journey shifted because of that experience? Yeah, I think just realizing, you know, and we've talked about this before, that God and who He is and what He's doing is so much bigger 
than we realize, mm-hmm. but also so much simpler yeah. than we realize. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to bridge that. I don't mm-hmm. know why that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it does. And I think learning that through this experience and other experiences mm-hmm. that we've had and that I've had walking through uh, fires and situations with friends, you know, yeah. and experiencing their journeys with them as mm-hmm. you like pair up with people and go, you know, I'm in this with you yes. to go. Sometimes it's easier to see in other people's journeys than mm-hmm. your own, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, just to realize like that he is so much bigger and his plan is so much better and so beyond what we can mm-hmm. comprehend. Sure. But yet it is in the little things that he's showing up. And yeah. So. Isn't that so funny? We always think it's like these big epic moments, you know, in parenting yeah. or in life. And it is, it's so always in the small and just the repetitive and the sacred. So I love that that's how he's mm-hmm. kind of meeting you. And where would you say you're in your pasture journey today? Um, I would definitely say I've got Psalm 23 pulled up because mm. um, I love it so much. I would say um, my soul's being restored and just, I love in verse three where it says, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yeah. And I was thinking about that just in the last couple of days as I've been getting ready for this um, podcast is I even wrote down, not my name, his name. Yeah. You know, and that's where that pride can come in to go, how's this look on me? And mm-hmm. what are people going to say about mm-hmm. me as a mom and my son and wanting to protect all that and go, he's guiding me in paths of righteousness mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. his namesake, mm-hmm. you know, and just trusting that he's going to guide his rod and his staff are going, it might not be comfortable, right. but they, it's for our protection. Yeah. And he's doing a, he's doing a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes so. it does not, it, it never looks like how we think it's going to look. Yep. You know, we go down to the dark spaces and we come out and that's lonely and it's scary and we're out of control. But I love that that's where restoration's coming. Yep. And how is your son now? He's doing amazing. Mm. And that's not always the case, right? There's not always the, it, it's, the story with the bow. Oh gosh, no. And I think part of doing amazing is school's out. <laughs> He passed all his classes. He missed the first 47 days of school because he was right, gone. Right. Um, the school mm-hmm. that he was able to attend was a gift. Yeah. You know, they loved him and they loved us. And um, he he's he's going to struggle, you know, and we're going to we're going to struggle with him mm-hmm. and, and we're going to. We're going to get through it. I don't mean to tie everything up as a as a cute little, right. oh, now everything's better, right. but oh, what a difference a year makes. Absolutely. You know, and I think also just, gosh, get the tools in your toolbox, you yeah. know, and yeah, I think I heard somebody say this recently when your kids are little, like you have all the answers, you know, and as you get, <laughs> the older you get and the older your kids get, you realize I know nothing. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> what, like, I, yeah, people call me, what do I... What do I do about this? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I have love, no idea. I and you know that. that's freeing to say. Yes, to I don't say know. I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely. And maybe that's just a beautiful way as we're as we're wrapping up this this um, episode. I just want to say I love how much you sat in that with your son. I think that he was so brave to be honest. Yes, he was. You know, and I I can't encourage enough people out there. I think that when we're honest with ourselves first and we share that, the, the freedom that comes for him too, but then for your whole family ultimately. What is one wisdom nugget that you would love to just send our listeners and our and our viewers off with um, that you've learned um, or encourage them with? Yes. 
just to uh, just to put your perfection aside, put your ideas aside. Um, let yourself off the hook. And I, I hate to be repetitive. Um, yeah, just just look for God's tangible reminders that He's with you. Mm. Find friends that aren't afraid to sit yes. in the mess with oh. you and aren't scared off yes. by a hard situation. Because really, it's a matter of time before before life happens. Before we're all there eventually, right, you know. Right. And you're um, able to offer that to others now. And I love that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't judge anybody anymore. No. Judgment-free zone. Yes. Judgment-free sure. zone, for sure. For sure. Yes. Okay, friend, as we as we close our time together, I want you to be able to share uh, about your come-as-you-are cakes. Thank you. So <laughs> I started come-as-you-are cakes about uh, three years ago at the encouragement of a friend. I said, you should start a business. You should start a business. I said, oh, I'm not trained. My cakes aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. They all, if I make three vanilla cakes, they're all going to maybe look a little different. I don't have the continuity. And she said, you make the best cakes ever. You've got to do it. Here's some money. Make me some chocolate cupcakes. Oh. And I thought, I think I just started a business. And I put a, a post on social media and I've been baking every week since. And um, it's come as you are cakes because, you know, come as you are. You If you get a vanilla cake, it might look, it might have smooth edges one day and next week order another one and it might not so um it's just it's just grown and i'm so thankful for all the support and it's it's and your cakes are incredible how can we find you on instagram are you come as you are cakes come as you are cakes on instagram okay Mm -hmm. okay and then we also um can follow you there yeah perfect well keep cooking and baking because it's amazing thank you thank you friend As always, thank you for taking time out of your space and your um, day to join us here at Pasture Experience Podcast. I hope that you were able to, during our time, um, just listen to yourself and experience a new nugget of how the shepherd is inviting you and meeting you. Um, And I'd love to just end our time reading Psalm 23 over you as you go about your day. May you know that he is with you regardless of what your circumstances look like. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Grace and space to you today.